Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Thank you to Escape Space Games for sponsoring this season of Average Folks. Enjoy the show. Today is the day. Today is the day! Willow woke up so on time to complete their checklist they've made for such a day. They have printed out six copies of their home-brewed CNC world-building manual. They've cleared the massage table and lined it with chairs and the couch. They've prepped a grocery list for snacks. And they've picked an outfit. Hype! 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 Rourke in the kitchen putting together a work lunch pumps his fist alongside Willow. Hype! So sorry, I can't make the game work into my schedule. You are excused. Well, thank you, Malie. Rourke opens the door to go, bumping into a frantic Tara in the process. Oh, bye, Rourke. Bye. Tara does not skip a beat. She chucks her apothecary bag at the table. Her eyes, OGT, has she been crying? Hey, Queen. Whoa, are you okay? What's going on? Nothing, I mean, I can't. GT, I can't talk about it right now. That That's okay. Uh, take your time, friend. Uh, by the way, I was working on storyboarding the first campaign chunk for this evening. Tara shuts her door and emerges moments later in a black floor-length dress. Where are you going? I'm circling Nemera Opame for Gil's, my old prophet's wake. Oh, shit. That's right. I'm so it's, sorry. It's fine. Okay, well, I hope everything goes okay. Yeah, same. And did you see the thing about the chapel? Yes. Sucks. I'm sure I'll have a meeting about it later. Speaking of later, do you think you'll be back for CNC tonight? Shit. I... I don't think so. I'm sorry. That's... That's okay. Uh, We can reschedule. Again. I don't think I can at all at this point. Oh. Look, I've just been stressed and I have so little free time as it is, I can't. Ah. Is that okay? I mean, it can't not be. Okay.
but like you're just quitting the campaign I don't Willow I can't I don't have the energy no one does and no one has to it's me who does all the prep work you just have to show up and I'm telling you I can't do that you can't show up to your own home that's not what I'm saying no but what you're saying is that you don't want to offer me any of your free time of course I want to spend time with you. I just don't, don't want to think- play the game that I've put my heart and soul into. Well, I can't. But you can. But I can't, though. But you can, though. I don't want to play your stupid game. It's it's not stupid. I can't talk about this right now. Well, you can't talk about it tonight, either, apparently. Well, not everything needs to be talked about. <laughs> what? <laughs> Nothing. It's just, now you sound like Goliath. What is that supposed to mean? But they're also avoidant and don't talk about their feelings. Blah, blah, blah. Do you know what? You could look in a fucking mirror. You've really been saving that one, huh? No, I'm just worried. Yeah, and I well, want... Some folks actually have lives and shit going on and not everyone can cater to your desperate need for whimsy. And my life is awful right now and I can't just play pretend like you can. Hey, what? Why is your life awful? Terra, Terra, you don't tell me anything! How to describe how belligerent it is to be alive, the intricacies of how much of the world Terra feels that she holds. How to enforce that Willow is not a part of the problem. Because I'm here. Oh. And is here so bad? Not here, here, just... Terra simmers, and oh, this empty feeling in her chest cavity just continues to grow. And she takes her bag and... Goes without saying goodbye. Willow stands in their apartment alone. Fuck! I mean, she's valid. Completely. But also, this sucks! And she was an ass! Right! And I didn't do anything to warrant that! Well, uh, stupid. She's stupid. And this friendship is stupid! Yeah, so. <gasps> Are we fighting? Well, um. Terra Terra hates me! I'm not sure that's Well, what... fuck her! Oh. No, we're not friends, my ass. She'll come back. Oh. Any second now. <laughs> it's over, isn't it? This is the darkest timeline. Willow sits alone in their living room. The crushing weight of silence. They blast some music. It only adds to the unfriendly, fearful vibrations crawling under their skin, and they turn it off. Okay! Haha! I'm going for a walk. Going for a walk. And Willow walks. The sun threatens to peek through the layer of clouds over Vallis today. There's plentiful light to accompany the drizzle. Willow waltzes through the circle to Fodale Alehouse, enters the building, and slumps into an empty bar stool. They are one of the only folks in right now. And Finn, playing bartender currently, is with them in a second. Oh, hey Willow. What do you have on tap? Not much. It's 11 a.m. If you're an ale house, open at 11 a.m., why do you not have ale at 11 a.m.? We do have food too, you know. I'm sorry. I'm just a little- Joan! Joan exits the kitchen and hangs her apron on the wall in a sigh of relief. She joins Willow at the bar. Okay, so I've done some thinking, some real hard thinking, and I think I'm going to switch it up. I'm going to deviate from the straight and narrow characters I've been playing and just kind of fuck shit up. I'm 
Fuck it. I'm gonna be a penguin with actual knees. Or a clown with three tricycles. You'll have time to decide, trust me. Where is squad? What squad? Are we rescheduling? Tara dropped. What? No! But but Pierce already did, and, and fucking Dune! We can't have a campaign with three of us! Uh, two, I'm supposed to be city planner, and where the fuck is Dylan? The two of them look right, then left, then behind, then at Finn, who shrugs. <gasps> Willow buries their head into the bar table. Sorry, Willow. No one can keep a CNC group going. I think it's cursed. Or maybe I'm cursed. I mean, Pierce could just fine. Rest in peace. Pierce did not die. He went back to school for theater. So, in a way, I guess maybe he did. Well, now what do we do all day? Could I have a massage? No! I need the credit hours, so sure. Yes. Finn has finally found a moment to stop and lean far over the counter, directly into this conversation. Y'all playing CNC? Do you play CNC? Yeah, I fuck with CNC. Do you want to play CNC? <laughs> I'm always down for CNC. Do you want to be an hour CNC? Yeah, I'll fuck with your CNC. Ah, oh, shit, yeah! Okay, okay, so you, Finn, Joan, and Dylan, I mean... Obviously, one wants up to, like, six players, and the world I homebrewed really calls for that. But it's a start. Thanks, Finn. No, thank you. I look forward to it. Tonight, right? Joan, we can just find new folks. Onwards! Willow is already out the door, renewed with purpose after commissioning a young squire. Joan hangs behind. Where? Where is it? Yes, uh, their place. I'll write down the address. Mikhail Lyoth is in the art lab. It is the last day he's allotted to do this. He's liked teaching this year. He hopes to keep doing it eventually. And now he is in the process of wheeling his sculptures to the quad outside. Why? They're done. Huh. Where are you going to put them? Out here, for now. I'll probably get them moved to the open market district eventually, but I need that okayed by tear first. Not many folks are on campus right now, so it's not quite that much of a statement yet, which is preferred. As he wheels out the last one, the blue one, and heads back inside to lock up, he finds someone sitting, waiting in a wheel-throwing seat. It is the priestess of Valis. Her legs are crossed patiently. Oh, uh, hi, priestess. Hello, Mikhail. I'm sorry to disturb your flow. Are you busy? No, no, just... Prepping these for storage. Wow. The lore are finished, all three of them? Yep. Mikhail, on this cool and crisp and sprinkly morning, smiles towards these three fired and glazed renditions that now sit outside in the rain. Olvia perceives an off-blue, muted green, chalky orange. She cannot peel her eyes from them as she speaks. The two of them wander back out, standing under the awning of the building. And Mikhail locks up. Has Logan left? Yes, he left this morning. How are you, interim chieftain? I feel like a fragile little teacup. Then I shall hold you gently. You've no doubt been bombarded with questions while wishes. Do you wish to skip over that part? Yeah, I think. Thanks. She looks at the sculptures long and hard now. The view is obstructed by the odd eye slits of the giraffe, and she desperately, 
desperately yearns to just take the thing off. Is this what they look like? Yep. I've heard that you cannot see them. Oh, definitely not. How could you know what they look like? Because Tara told me. Is that enough? I... As an artist, I don't adhere to the phrase, seeing is believing. (laughs) As a priestess, I can't really. But oh, how I'd love to. They're creepy. Well, I guess. How does it not seem that way to you? If you peel off our perception of what the standard of beauty is, these are beautiful. The curves in this green one, the sharp edges of the orange, the fact that the blue can generate static and electricity, it's natural, it's complex, it's... They seem lost. Lost? Well, why are they here? Wandering aimless unless they are lost. Where's their home? I wonder if it's gone. How can you know? I don't. But Tara doesn't know. Yet we have appointed prophets. My dad doesn't know, but we appoint him as a leader. You, I don't want to speak for you, but I doubt you know the intricacies of Great They. And perhaps these are included under that blanket. You wonder if they're like us? Here just looking for meaning? Yeah. Making mistakes, lashing out, and just trying to have a nice time. Do you think we're bad? Like, in general? Or us specifically for not seeing them? Not seeing them. Mm, Nah. Hmm. And in general? Oh, definitely, yeah. But also, kind of nice. Hmm. You have a nice mind. You will serve Alice well while your father heals. Oh. Uh, thanks. We have a cleansing ceremony with volunteers at the chapel later this afternoon. I must go prep for it. Okay. Uh, good. Talk. See you later. The priestess bows, and in doing so, the oblong giraffe's face slides up and reveals a chin, the back of a head. She quickly stoops back up, and the mask crashes down on her neck. Ow! Fucking thing! And Mikhail does not know whether or not to pretend that he has not heard this as she goes. And what have we learned from Gildo? If not kindness, graciousness. Gildo has served this territory for decades, 40 years as residential prophet, and his name shall go down as one of our most beloved, entrusted, deserving. This horrible tragedy does not reflect any of us here who behold him in greatness now. In Mare Obame, we are on a beach for this wake. A small wooden boat sits at the shore, modified to participate as an open casket of sorts. Gildo is in there, and around him are familiar faces. Chiefess Juno stands adjacent to the boat, heading a small crowd filled with citizens of the territory. 
some out of territory, some in divine obscurances, and some with naturally gray hair. But Tara, Tara sticks out, doesn't she? She is young and gray. She has brought her staff, and the soothing crash of the waves serenades her, lugging her through this eternity of a speech. And one time, when I had that horrid dream where my teeth were falling out, Gilda looked at me and said, Chiefess Juno, have you been brushing your teeth? The tide takes over Terra's auditory processors, and she looks at Gildo long and hard here. Great day, open caskets are cursed. The closed eyes, yes, and the perfectly styled beard and the odd powdery makeup, the natural linen gown, but most of all her eyes keep diverting to the prophetic staff placed gently in his hands over his stomach as if he were still using it to stand. And Tara has this premonition of her growing old and doing the same thing she's doing now. And she feels... Well, she feels a lot like how Gilda looks. Her grip loosens on the staff in her hands and she becomes aware of the calluses that had long since formed on her inner fingers from the anxiously strong grip she's practiced these years. And, worst of all, Tara thinks about what Gildo would have done in her position. With the prophecies, with the lore, with the ambiguity and the question of allowing change, and she in horror finds... He would do the exact same thing. And why does that stir you so? Because he was avoidant and didn't like things he couldn't understand. It's kind of funny for a prophet whose job is to serve a very, very cryptic being. Yeah. The ceremony ends. A couple of folks, older, take the ends of the boat and shove it against the tide, which works in their favor today. Tara's eyes do not leave the vessel for some time. Terabon, right? The Hierophant of Mare Opame has joined her. The mask's eye sockets burrow deeply in Gildo's direction, but Terra is acknowledged with a nod. You came. Thank you. Of course I came. A prophet honors a prophet's life. Most prophets didn't hold the same sentiment. Terra glances around, and the hero font is correct. Terra is the only younger folk with gray in her hair. The ones without it, however, watch her with side-eyeing glances, with whispers. What are they whispering about? So, who's watching the community? Huh? Oh, I'm just taking an afternoon here. I'm headed back, like, now. I have a territorial hall meeting tomorrow. Ah. I remember when we did those. Talking about his son inheriting the chiefdom? He's interim chief, while Logan gets treatment. And yes, but we actually have larger things to discuss. Ah. Uh, yes, Logan had mentioned you had an infestation problem. No, no, uh, worse. Or maybe not. Infestation isn't the right word, I think, but they're getting more dangerous. More dangerous? How so? They're, they're showing up, revealing themselves. They aren't afraid of being seen. Hmm. That was how Gilda referred to Lowtown, is all. 
dangerous for being. This is different. I am aware. But is it? I... don't. And now, a reading from Gildo's favorite scroll. GT, a scroll? Come on! And they wander away, leaving Terra to think on these things alone. Olvia is home. She chucks her priestess mask at the couch. She shuts her eyes, but all she sees are flames. Flames from that night of all sorts. The bristling wildfire of the Chapel of Living Things. The emergency flares, as folks from all over Vallis slowly became aware of it one by one. The emergency flares from Lyoth Hall, begging for help for its chieftain and the homes of Vallis, curiously, innocently, lighting up with candlelight, as if that weren't the culprit of it all. These flames burn a path of memory across Obia's closed eyelids. Seeing those sculptures, the depiction of these creatures, these lore, the discussion of things she cannot see, creatures that may have ruined living things. Great day she wants to blame things. The orange lore, the volunteers, climate change, great they, which she too cannot see. You know you're not doing a great job at keeping folks around, right? Right? Fuck. Silence eeps back in and engulfs her rage. The boiling point of her blood drops and she finds herself in a stagnant lack of aggression. She sits with these things. Why? Perhaps why is the wrong question? Perhaps it has been all along. The apartment door opens. Olvia does not turn her head as Joan pops in, energetic, bouncing with vibrancy that asks Olvia to fidget. She fights this urge now. Hey! Hey, could... (sighs) What's going on, really? Is this the chapel thing? No one died. It definitely could have been worse. A holy place did. I trained volunteers and guardians, but either they were the cause of it, or it was one of those things that I cannot fucking see. And now I look through the narrow eyes of an obscurance I do not believe in. Yeah. It's all heavy, huh? I didn't want this. I I did when they offered it, when the priestess before me passed, but it was so sudden, and I was so young. No one told me that we would become one. I miss me, Joan. I miss my music, my mullet phase. Oh, I miss your mullet phase. I miss dates and binging shitty movies, and I miss giving a fuck about the great day that I dedicated my life to serving. And Logan's left, leaving Mikhail in his stead, and I don't know if he'll come back, and there's just so much to do, just not right now, so I just do my job like normal, I guess? I hear you. I'm sorry, though. So, just a little break from thinking about really, really valid big things. Could Willow come over? Willow? Yeah, they're my friend. I've met Willow. Yeah, you fired Willow. Okay, yes, the priestess fired Willow, but I, Ovia, met them during the storm. You're so weird. Priestess, Ovia, it's just you. When do you want your friend to come over? Now. Wait! I know! Olvia snatches the priestess's mask and dives into her bedroom. 
Willow collapses onto the couch. Joan chucks a blanket towards them for comfort, then rushes into the kitchenette. Olvia comes back out of her room, not before tackling some loose hairs in the mirror. Olvia! Hey, Queen! (laughs) Hello, Willow. You still can't do CNC, right? No, no. Ah, bummer. Anyways, I love the house. Also love your fit, OMGT. Thank thank you. I've always loved your hair. I mean, like, any blue hair. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> How have you been? How's um, On The Mend going? Oh, business is good. Dune's doing great. Dune! Have you seen or heard from him recently? I haven't hung out with him in... GT, a while. I saw him yesterday for a shift. He called out today. Yeah. Have you heard that Chieftain Lyoth is is leaving for a medical study? It's wild. I, I didn't even know he was sick. Apparently, it's been years. Yes. I guess I get why Dune's been a little distant lately. Joan rushes in with chips. Snacks! Snacks? For our hero's journey! Willow springs to the door. Joan lugs provisions along. Bio, love you so, so, so much. Have a good day. We should hang out. Let's take a break. This season of Average Folks is sponsored by Escape Space Games Tualatin. Located just off of Tualatin Sherwood Road, Escape Space Games hosts six different escape rooms, each with their own unique themes and puzzles. Gather your friends and family for exciting adventures like the Toy Museum Heist. Rumors say that the owner of Randy's Toy Museum has acquired some sort of secret artifact not on display to the public, and it's up to you to find it. Or work together to solve the mysteries of castaways, where you must face a series of physical and mental challenges in the style of a certain tropical TV game show in order to keep your spot on the island. Visit the magic garden of the Beanstalk, where the gardener is getting antsy and looking for a successor. Do you have what it takes to discover the secrets of the garden? Explore your senses with the Tualatin Valley Room, where you'll need your sense of touch, smell, sound, and sight in order to escape in time. Stage a prison break in Cell Block, where you and your team must first escape their own cells and then make your joint escape. Or get cozy with Tuta Tango, a two-person room with a mystery to solve about these two particular dancers. Adults play for $30, and kids under 12 play for $25. Escape Space Games is open Friday evenings, all day Saturday and Sunday afternoon. Weekday plays are available by appointment. Visit escapespacegames.com or call 503-610-2394 to book your room today. Well, let's get back to it. Hello! Welcome to the Prophetic Inquiry Office. How can we help you? Tara? No, no, I'm Dylan, Tara's personal assistant. Well, I have a question that I need answered now. Oh, I'm so sorry, but unfortunately, Tara's taking a personal day. We do, however, have our traveling prophet in office in her stead. Personal day? It doesn't say that on the schedule. Well, that's kind of the whole thing about personal days. They can be a little unexpected. But she did not schedule any appointments Yes, for today. and I'm walking in. It's walk-in Wednesday. And that's totally awesome. And you are super loud to meet with What our was your name again? Dylan. 
And who is your manager? My manager is Tara, who is not in the office right now. Okay, thanks for nothing. Is there anyone I can talk to around? The back door opens, and Sage, traveling prophet, saunters into the main lobby. They beam as if they hadn't heard this entire exchange through the door. Hello, my name is Sage, traveling prophet. I take it you have an inquiry? How do you know? Context clues, Sage would like to say. Your soul is heavy, yes. The folk nods slowly, then quickly. Come on back, please. Feel free to leave your raincoat up front here. And, as if under some spell, the folk trails back with Sage. Dylan watches this, confused by the way folks treat some and not others. Okay, at least we got that settled. Dune walks by the window. Dylan notices him sooner than he lets on. The two make eye contact. Dune smiles, Dylan waves, and the gestures fall into uncertain glances to the ground. Dune moves on. And Dylan continues to bookkeep. That is, until Willow's face plasters to the window. Ah, Willow! Why are you looking for Wilkinson? What? Willow rolls their eyes in one of the biggest circles Dylan has ever seen and enters the office. Dylan! Willow! CNC? Oh, I'm so sorry. I must have forgotten to tell you I picked up a shift today. Picked up a shift? You're the only worker! Who are you even filling in for? Uh, Tara, because, well... Ah. Ah. Yeah. The weight of their friend's absence weighs heavily in this moment. That is until Joan, who has caught up with Willow's intense speed walking, plasters herself against the window. Fuck! Sorry! Ah! Covering for Tara? Yep. Tara drops in C. Well, it makes sense she couldn't make it today. No, like, she's done? And Dylan looks up at his friends. He seems tired already, but now? Now he seems... Pissed? Why does everyone have commitment issues? It's just a game I want to play! Right? Oh, big talk coming from you! What? If you and Dune had just sucked it up and worked out your insecurities, we wouldn't have to find a new CNC group! Yet you're talking about commitment issues, well, same issue, different fucking fonts! Damn, Willow. Sorry! I... GT, I don't know where that came from. No, no, like, fuck you, but you're... Like, correct, I guess. He's just working so hard to be good. And he's busy all the time, and everyone else is too. But things always keep happening. Life never chills out, and everyone is working on their faults and stuff. But I'm still working? All the time? And missing my best friend, and I'm... I'm just so behind! So? What do you mean, so? You're behind. I'm a waitress at the same place, still. I get mad for days about somebody folding the silverware napkins the wrong way. There's a wrong way? You bet your fucking ass there is. I get paid minimum wage and rely on tips, which folks don't give anymore. I can't afford a car, still. Yeah, and and dude, I don't know what the fuck is going on with my life. Like, I'm a massage therapist who got their license literally two weeks ago. My only client is Dune's boss. Well, yeah, but you're changing. You're still wanting to do stuff, and you both work so hard, and you just deserve better. And Dune deserves better. You're working pretty hard too, Dill. 
You deserve stuff. Can you cut yourself some slack? Just a little dill slack. A little dill slack, yeah. Just a wee bit of slackaroony. I deserve some slackaroony. Oh, for sure. Don't say it like it's a question. Life is so hard. Yeah. Life is hard. And you're being so brave about it. I am being brave about it. What do you deserve? Some slack. Some huh? Some some good old slackaroony. Yeah. So. Will Sarah, the wise woman, be in attendance tonight? By golly, I gotta use all those PowerPoints somehow, now don't I? Fuck yeah! yeah! Sage, traveling prophet, comes out from the back office. Is our visitor still here? Oh, yes. They hold a universe on their shoulders. I offered them some space to grapple it. (laughs) What did you say? Nothing. I just listened. Sage looks to the closed door, quite content. Then he looks to their guests. Hello, Willow. Oh, hey, homewrecker. (laughs) (laughs) And you are? Uh, Joan. I'm just a friend. Just. (laughs) Friendship is a treasure to hold. Until it decides not to be your treasure anymore. What? I overheard exclamations. My apologies. But what are you seeing and seeing once more? Oh, It's a game. A game? Willow and Joan exchange an exuberant grin. Speaking of, Sage, how are you with roleplay? Oh, uh, I, um... The next day, the Lythe family, whole once more, one last time, stands at the mouth of their home. Okay, okay, do you have everything? Yes, girly girl. Computer? Yes. Medicine? Hmm? Yes, I'm ready. Okay, then I guess it's time. They embrace one by one. Agnes, you think you can keep them corralled? I've been training for this very moment. You are more than capable. I'll see you in a couple weeks, Dad. Looking forward to it. I promise not to helicopter parent you too much. You still have to have fun. It's college. Not too much fun, however, dear. Okay. Bye, Dad. Bye, Mom. Goodbye, Eller. Love you. Yes. I'm proud of you. Yeah? Yeah. Mikhail, really, your next big task won't be until the triad meeting in two days? Take the time. Get settled in. Agnes will be helping with paperwork, the administrative side of things. Tara and the Priestess will be able to help you learn the more complicated ropes. Okay. Yeah. And we'll be able to write, so please don't hesitate to ask me anything, okay? Okay. It's gonna be fine. Yes. Yep. Bye, guys. Oh, hon. Please be healed in, like, one week, okay? (laughs) I will do my darndest. Yeah. Onyx steps out from the open door, but they hang back. A little bashful, they twiddle the radio around their neck. Onyx, hi buddy. It's time. We're gonna go away for a little bit. Approximately, yes. Okay. 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 I will see you soon. All of you. So soon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it better be soon. We love you. I'm 
Oh, I'm going to miss you. They each get another dense hug. Okay. Time to be brave. Yes. There are many more waves, many more hugs and meaningful looks, but eventually, ultimately, Luciana does get into the driver's seat and Logan is hoisted into the passenger. And Logan and Luciana go. They drive out of the parking lot of Lyoth Hall and disappear down the main road. Mikhail, Dune, Eller, and Ellie, and Onyx, and Agnes watch this. Silent for minutes for some time. Shit, I have to go. You don't work today? Uh, something else. Dune goes. I signed up to help clean up living things this afternoon. I'm gonna head out, I think. Go. Where is everyone going to? Ellie looks towards Onyx. Mikhail, Eller, and Agnes towards the floating radio. It's not living plants. It should be safe if you'd like to come with me, Onyx. Come with me! Are you sure that's a good idea? Yes. And Ellie goes. I'm gonna lose access to the art lab soon. I'm gonna go finish a few things up. Uh, Agnes? I guess we should have a meeting? Yeah. How about tomorrow? Tomorrow. That works. And Mikhail goes. Agnes and Eller stand adjacent to each other now, in silence, in the morning air. Heard you turn chief stuff down? They were never going to offer it to me anyways. Who knows? You. Me. Them. Mm. I'm glad you're staying. We need you here. Thank you. Eller nods. Then, with no apparent direction in mind, he goes to. Hello, bags of short grain rice. I'm Hope Bellinger, director and producer of Average Folks. Thank you for listening to this episode. Sound design and mixing by Hope Bellinger. Original music by Liam Greenlee. To learn more about Average Folks, Follow us on Instagram at Average Folks Official or visit us at our website, average-folks.com.